0: Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Last uh, Sunday, I would just gotten back from spending a week with Episcopal clergy, um, mostly from the United States, but some from around the globe. As a part of a program that was Aimed at trying to to help us understand our role in kind of different leadership capacities, and um, I'm still processing that week. It was an intensive week with several lectures every every single day. Um, and, and oddly, what was absent from that week was there was no trying to fix the church or talking about decline or all of that. It was a really inspiring week. But one of the lectures that's been kind of going over in my mind um, since then was by uh, a Croatian theologian named Miroslav Volf, and um, who's now now an Episcopalian. And what he began, he, he started to lead us through this exercise of, of reflecting, where basically what he's saying is, here he is, he's a, he's a professor at Yale, and to, so he's around some of the the, the in that entire universities around experts in their fields, um, world-renowned people. So what is it that, that theology or Christian theology in particular offers? If he wants to have credibility, if he wants to have credibility, he has to be able to hold his discipline up against other disciplines and ask the question of what is unique that my discipline offers. And so he began to kind of invite us into that conversation. What is it that's unique about Christianity and about Christian theology that is different than what everyone else has to offer? And so he began to kind of play with that exercise. You know, and you might, you know, people are like, oh, well, it, it, we're all created in the image of God. We're unique. Well... All of us want to be unique, but that's actually not what Christianity has to offer because if you think about it, whenever you find yourself being unique, you're actually attaching yourself to some um, fringe culture that identifies with you, and so you're, you're finding your source of hope and identity in something else. And so specifically when people try to be unique, that is what they're doing. Or maybe you say it's, you know, it's about creating morals and values. But philosophy does a wonderful job of creating morals and values. Even medicine does that. Maybe you say that your Christian or Christian theology helps you want to create the world that you want to live in. But that's politics. Politics is about creating policies that, that help shape the world that we want to live in. So what is it about Christianity that makes it truly unique? And there's one answer that he came up with, and I'm not sure why I was surprised to hear this from an Episcopalian. But it's because the gospel is transformative to our lives. It changes us. When we receive the good news... We are different people. We are fundamentally different people. And so he began to ask, to pose the question to us, how has the good news of the gospel changed your life? I know it's a scary question in an Episcopal congregation. But it's at the crux of our faith. Now maybe, maybe it's as simple as saying is that that recognition that we are loved Maybe that is a new experience for somebody. I recognize the pain of this world to be loved can change how we then engage with the world. Maybe it's the recognition of grace, that you're loved no matter what you have done, the mistakes that you have made, that changes how you receive other people because then you can extend grace and forgiveness. There's a number of ways it can, but that question becomes the probing question of our faith. How has this story that we have inherited changed our lives, fundamentally changed our lives? And I I shared with 8 o'clock, I was was trying to figure out in the structure of my sermon, do I go with the problem or the solution first? And I I think I'm going to share a little story. So I I did... um, On Saturday, I did what most Burruses do. Um, I showed up at the airport six and a half hours early (laughs) just because something could possibly go wrong. I had to take Ubers and trains, and so... um, And I had had this week where I kind of felt this immense sense of gratitude whenever you're, you're kind of away, and, and reflecting upon ministry here at St. Stephen's, just kind of filled with this gratitude for my colleagues, for the staff here, for y'all, um, this is, and, and, and for, for what I've learned and to be a part of this this clergy cohort. I'm filled with a sense of gratitude and, and I'm calling, I call Ann and we're talking on the phone as I'm pacing through the, um, trying to get my steps in in the airport. I have plenty of time to do that. <laughs> and I go to get a sandwich. And It takes 45 minutes to get a sandwich. But of course, it only takes three minutes to place your order and pay. So you can't leave because you've already paid your $17 for a sandwich with no sides. So I'm stuck there. But here's the thing. Because I'm in a posture of gratitude, because I'm reflecting, because I'm reflecting not only on my faith but how this week has changed me, I don't care. I'm able to be present. Now I know that 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 gratitude is gonna dissipate. It'll probably be gone to tomorrow when I'm frustrated at somebody. But I say that because there is something that happens when we reflect inwardly at who we are and the gift that we've received. It changes our lives. And it changes how we interact with other people. It changes our relationship with other people. Salvation changes you and me. It changes how we enter in relationship with a stranger, with a person that is frustrating the daily lights out of us, the people that we disagree with. Our salvation, how the gospel changes us, makes an impact. I share all that because I I think with with some people, as we watch our country these last several years, and and I'm gonna say this with some generosity, um, but I say it with some alarm too, it it feels like there is this push to have religion shape our country. And with that comes consequences, and some of those are becoming, um, it's challenging. It's, it's challenging, and there's a lot more that probably could be said. Although I, th- I think it's quite possible that the intention behind it is genuine from those people, they believe what they're doing is right. But it's interesting to me that when we hear the scriptures, whenever religion and empire mix, Jesus is critical. Now I offer that, wherever you are, it's okay. I mean, I, this is the Episcopal Church, we're all going to have different opinions, and that's okay. But I offer that what the scriptures tell us, especially if you look at our reading today, is that change is for the individual. Think about it. Jesus looks, his words, he goes, whoever receives, you know, if you are received in my name, you're receiving the Father. If you receive, you know, the person who comes um, it's about if you offer the child's cold water, you're giving a gift to God. It's about our relationships with one another. It's about how we receive each other. I mean, that is what we espouse in our tradition is that Jesus shows up when we're in relationship. So, of course, when we welcome someone else into our lives, we are in welcoming God and God's very self. It's about changing ourselves. Maybe the reason I'm cautious about what seems to be taking place is because it puts the onus on someone else to do the work. So I'm going to ask you the most evangelical question I've ever asked in an Episcopal setting in 10 years. How has the gospel changed you? What is, what does it mean? What does your faith mean to you? And if you're looking for a solution to the many challenges we face, change within our own lives will actually change the relationships that we enter into. Change in our own lives and letting the good news become good news for you and me. That power of love, of forgiveness, of resurrection will change the way that you and I are together. It will change the way that you and I are with other people. It will change the way that you and I are with the world. And if we're looking for change, may it start with us. Amen.